hot, wet rods ready Guys, for you. Guys, I'm trying to have a turn here, please. <laughs> a turn on that rod? Stop wave, everyone stop waving your rods in front of Joe's face. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's your GM, Alex. Thanks for coming back for another episode. As we grow closer to the big Pirate Council audit, everybody is preparing for uh, the big day, and uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. In the meantime, though, be sure to check us out on our Discord server. Be sure to swing by our Patreon page, see if any of those tiers look like something you'd be interested in, and be sure to swing by iTunes or your podcast distributor of choice and leave us a review and rate us. It's all good stuff. And as we get closer to the end of book four, just keep your ears perked for a little something special that we've been working on and could be a harbinger of good things to come. But above all else, please enjoy today's episode, episode 87, Scram's Wondrous Rod. Fuck a doodle do. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody doing? Uh, fascinated, apparently. Mm. Super into this island. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's do a quick recap. So Sandera was waiting for you guys at the fort. She was all like... Everybody got taken by giant harpies, and you guys were like, let's go find them. You started hiking up this mountain not too far to the west from the fort, and immediately Devoth, Ivan, and Leon failed their will saves and are currently stupidly stumbling up this mountain towards the source of the singing, which is not coming from any of the four harpies currently. Uh, attacking you and the harpies by the way are big red and one-eyed something weird going on there oh that's right cheryl was mid crit yeah i was concealment and yeah oh yeah 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 no yeah he confirmed the crit but then i had to roll concealment wait Uh, good crit or bad crit the harpy confirmed a crit on you oh Oh, bad crit (laughs) (laughs) and it was whether or not you dropped your book yeah. No. And I rolled concealment, and like the misogynistic uh, tyrant that I am, uh, decided to keep you guys in the dark for a week, <laughs> and then abruptly forget all about Wait. that. Wait, misogynistic? misogynist? <laughs> the other yeah, one. Ma- the masochistic. Other one. <laughs> I mean, we know you're a misogynist, but you used the wrong word there, buddy. <laughs> the masochistic, dyslexic. <laughs> asshole that I am. <laughs> Big old dumb dumb poo-poo head. <laughs> yeah, so I rolled concealment, didn't tell you guys what the result was, and here we are. And didn't write it down. Oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> I've got it circled on the paper right here, and it says yes, as in he hit. She hit. She hit. I need a crit card, please. Uh, hmm. I read it last time. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, but I'll read it again. Thank you. The name of this crit is Feeble Perry. You are nickname in high school, if you recall. <laughs> yes! Ah, that's right! That's right, that's I got you. Back to me. <laughs> got that's you, why he was ready to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is double damage, so normal crit damage, mm-hmm. and the target is disarmed. So Cheryl going to drop his book. 
I really got to get a fucking chain for that thing. That's the, my, the <laughs> next thing that's happening is I'm putting a goddamn huge, like, gold chain on it. Like, a really nice one, like a baseball player one. No, you, you just need one of those, like, retractable, like, waist oh. things like people use for the keys. Oh, okay. <laughs> this harpy deals 19 damage to uh, Cheryl. And, Cheryl, your book is knocked what did it specify a direction is it like a random direction just said disarmed which i believe oh, just disarmed just drops it you know th- y- this was a critical effect on cheryl and he got disarmed from his book and then if we go back a few episodes to when you guys were fighting the undead cyclopes in the eye of serenity cheryl had a fumble that he confirmed where he got disarmed of his book uh-huh. so yep. that's funny to me yeah you need to clean funny. the blood off it buddy it's getting slippery <laughs> All right, so Cheryl, your book is just on the ground at your feet, but it is no longer in your hands. So that means that the harpy on Cheryl has two more attacks to make. So 15 to hit? No. And a 14 to hit? No. So after smacking Cheryl so hard, he drops his book. Just She uh, lashes out with her two talons. Oh, she actually gets a second attack with her morning star, too, so I'm going to make that attack. Uh, 16. All right, so it is now Sandera's turn, and she's going to she's going to say, "Well, not much else I can do about all these flying enemies. Things are getting hairy." And she pulls out a small knife, like not really even a dagger, and she holds her hand out, palm up, and she just uh, cuts the uh, knife across her palm. And all the harpies need to make a saving throw. I'm so intrigued. What is this? Yeah, right? <laughs> I also want to hear more about this knife that's not quite a dagger. So like a letter opener? <laughs> uh, well, specifically, I guess it's a ceremonial dagger. So it's, just, ah, it's okay. Like a, yeah, not meant for combat, really, but still cuts. Uh, they gotcha. make fortitude saves. Okay. So going clockwise, starting with green. Uh, green passed. Blue failed. Red failed. And orange failed. So, the wound on Sandera's hand, obviously, is bleeding. Scram and Cheryl, you see that, like, blood just starts to, like, come out of, like, the pores of her skin. And she takes a bleed damage. At the same time, all the other harpies that failed their saves begin to bleed. Ah, that's pretty cool. So, I'm rolling 1d6 for the bleed each round. I got, uh, 4, 5, 5. Oh, uh, so yeah, she casts Bloodbath. All the enemies that failed their saves uh, will continue to bleed as long as she does. So if she heals herself uh, and stops bleeding, they will stop bleeding. Huh. And Sandera like, looks, looks at Cheryl and Scram and she says, I'm uniquely unqualified to deal with creatures like these. I hope you two have some tricks up your sleeves. And it is <laughs> Cheryl's turn. <laughs> I stare at her with my book on the floor. disarmed and confused how how much of an action is it for me to pick up my book just a move action i believe it's a move action it provokes and then can i see these harpies now that they were attacking me or there's still mist going on where i can't see any you can yeah you well you can see orange and i think that's it i don't think you can even see red but wow that's like that's pretty close i can't see that Damn. Yeah, but based based on the way Sandera is behaving, you could probably guess that there's an enemy on the other side of her. 
Right, okay. And then north of us here, I can't see that at all, but I know those three just no. wandered off. Correct. And they're wandering off to... There's not like a trap or something, Tor- like a, a rotating like thing of spikes that's going to murder them. It's Nothing just... like that that you've seen, but you do know that that is farther up the mountain. Right. I'm going to pick up my book and attack Orange, even though it provokes an attack of opportunity. I'm hoping that won't totally kill me. So, uh, Orange takes a swing and it's a 19 to hit. Nope. I pick up my book and I crush. All right. 39. That totally hits. Sweet. So, 18. And that brings us to Scram. I know I made a uh, a knowledge check on the the harpies themselves. Did mm-hmm. I make a knowledge check on like what was going on with the spell? Cause, what spell? Uh, or like the the ability that's ma- that's making them like walk forward. Um, I'm gonna say that you're already spent on that. Okay. In that case, how low to the ground are these guys? Uh, I think they're five feet over the ground. Scram's gonna steal the rod. Oh, what from rod? me? Uh, yeah. The, oh uh, my the god. Wonder- you're gonna steal it from him? Yeah, that's awesome. If it's like, if it's somewhere that's like I can visually like take it from, that's like possible this turn. I think I'll you know it. where I keep my rod. Well, for the rest of us, Joe, why don't you tell? Why don't you say where you keep your rod? In my pants? In my pocket? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's like uh, it's like handy, maybe on a belt or something. I mean, I don't really travel too heavy because I'm so heavy. Would you have put it somewhere that it's just like? Out in the open, but otherwise, like, kind of, like, strapped down. Yeah, for sure. So, Scram takes the Rod of Wonder. Move action. All right, uh, I'm gonna give it a go. All right, so the way this is gonna work, I don't know. So, basically, what I'm going to have you do anytime somebody uses this Rod of Wonder, you pick a target, and then you activate it. Based on what power is activated, it's gonna be a totally different range. So you might be able to affect something within 90 feet. It might be within 30 feet. Only way to know is to select a target and make the roll. Typically speaking, the target is an enemy. Okay. Like you're not going to be like, I hope something good happens to the target. That's usually not going to be the case. Okay. So then in that case, uh, usually on the red one, okay, I will use it. Okay. Scram activates. The Rod of Wonder. Let's take your first spin. Wonder. Okay. Leaves sprout from the red harpy. And she's covered in leaves. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's so Some great. of them are just that simple. <laughs> oh. No, no saving throw, though. God. So, you know, you got that going for you. Nice. So uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to fight this harpy, and Scram comes over. Starts rummaging through my stuff. Like, hey, what are you doing? Don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> Leaves. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many things do I get? Like a day, or is that... I don't think there's any. It doesn't list a limit. Oh, so yeah. I could just keep on spamming that. Yeah, like, and then I like I looked up like the general like rod magical rod rules, and it even says like a rod has no daily limit unless otherwise specified. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Can yeah. I now take it from Scram and use it? <laughs> you guys are just, yeah. just handing it off back and forth. I guess so. Oh my god! <laughs> if we've if we've come to the, if it's come to that, then I guess. Uh, all right. So it is now the Harpy's turn. 
Uh, and they're just they're gonna copy paste, I guess. All right, so they're going to full attack uh, Cheryl and Cindera. Mm-hmm. So Cheryl, eighteen to hit. Nope. Nineteen to hit. Nope. Six to hit. Nope. Fourteen to hit. Nope. All right, so the the harpies that are still in the fog cloud. They full attack Cheryl and Sendera, and Sendera winds up taking a mace to the shoulder. And the uh, the harpies outside the, the mist are continuing to escort the rest of the group farther up the mountain. And it is now Sendera's turn. Sendera says, oh, hey, can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she have a rapier? She can poke these guys. Yeah, but she's not like... She's more worried about us than she's... she is about these things. Like they're... These things aren't don't seem like they hit that hard or that tough by themselves. The toughness is the fact that they fly and they've got half of us in Sorcilt. And also, she she has a rapier, which served her well at you know level three when you guys were on the Wormwood, but she hasn't like really invested much in fencing. Uh, okay. uh, so she's going to take some bleed damage and then hold out her hand <laughs> for the Rod of Wonder. Oh, I, I, I give it. Okay. Sandera's going to point it at red. Uh, fairy Fire. A fairy fire effect surrounds red. The red harpy begins glowing like a torch. And if had red had some way to stealth or go invisible, uh, it would have been a fruitless effort. But as it is, uh, doesn't really seem. Can Cheryl now see the red? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cheryl can probably see like an ambient glow coming from over there, but wouldn't be able to see any uh, details. But Cheryl, it is now your turn. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um. Do it. Looking around at these guys, uh, passing this wand or back book. and forth, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna book, book on orange. Uh, <laughs> tell them to stop messing around and play. do something more useful. <laughs> yeah, like, stop flirting <laughs> around, you two. Man, that's, you know that's... when Cheryl's yelling at you to stop messing around, something's gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, to Cheryl's perspective, like, Scram's like, "Let me try." Leaves, and Dare's like, "Oh, let me try." glow <laughs> glow <laughs> all right and then i i full book attack yep ha! uh 28 or 29 that'll hit nice that'll be 18 and 35 i assume hits all right so the second one deals 13 damage okay so you smack up that one pretty good but she's still right there and uh it is now the harpy's turn and... wait is it scrams you used the rod and made leaves. Yeah, and then... And then Sandera oh, took the rod. Yeah, no, it's Scram's turn. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I take the rod. Or I attempt to. <laughs> Sandera <laughs> attempts to keep it forever. No, you can take it. All right, I take it. Who's the target? On the you red. You are really working this rod, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are working <laughs> this rod. Double teaming that rod. Scram points the rod at red, and a shimmering pattern of colors erupts from the rod, and all creatures in that area... Need to make a fortitude save or be blinded. <laughs> so, Sandera's gonna make her save. I like Dude, we just that... we just crumbled. This whole the whole thing crumbled. <laughs> this party uh, is passed. going down. This is what and... happens when Devoth and yeah. <laughs> All right, so Sen- so Sandera uh, made her save and the harpy failed. So uh, harpy oh, will be wonderful. blinded for one d six rounds. Attaboy, Scram. We knew it was a brilliant plan all along. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Shimmering colors dance and play over a 40-foot by 30-foot area in front of the rod. Creatures there and are blinded. Okay. So it is now the Harpy's turn. 
Orange is going to continue full attacking on Cheryl. It's an 18 to hit. Nope. 17 to hit. 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Dude, I'm like I'm I'm like uh, Muhammad Ali on this bitch, just like on the ropes, <laughs> dodging everything. Yeah, you really are. Uh, the other harpy is going to like fly like directly up and just kind of clutches her face like ah, what did you do? Uh, so she's going to fly. Let's see, it's at half speed. She's gonna fly forty feet up, so nobody can see the red harpy anymore. Hmm. Scram can, except for Scram. <laughs> oh, I need to roll for uh, everybody's bleed again. Ooh, Sandera takes five. Blue takes two. Is there a range on that, or it's just like once it happens, it just continues until Sandera stops it? Well, it looks like moving away doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, so they're going to keep bleeding until they take magical healing or Sandera's healing stops. Did Sandera have her uh, rapier out, or was it just like she was just going with a... Uh, she probably took it out, like, just for show. Orange is going to take two. Yeah, meanwhile, everybody has, uh, moved another 30 feet. And, uh, not that, uh, you can do anything about it, but Devoth, Ivan, and Leon can now see, uh, as as you, like, crest the the hill that you're on, your new live perspective, you can see a cave. And the 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 lovely singing seems to be coming from within this cave. You're compelled to enter uh, Sandera's turn, and she's just she's kind of like, uh, uh, like the bleeding is starting to like really drain on her. So she's going to cast prayer. So Scram, uh, Cheryl, and Sandera will each get a plus one luck bonus to basically every d20 roll that they make, and the two harpies. There will take uh, minus one penalty on the same rolls. And Sandera says, we should probably try to keep up with the rest of the group. And uh, she's going to uh, take a five foot step towards Scram. It is now Cheryl's turn. All right. Well, if Sandera thinks we should keep up with the group and how much does it look like I've beat this thing into submission or it's still pretty uh, hanging tight and... It looks like it's it's getting pretty beat up. All right. I'm going to acknowledge that Sandera thinks we should, you know, try and uh, find the group, but it's all misty, and uh, I've got the blood rage, so I'm going to just mm-hmm. give this thing one more big old swing with my book, power attack, okay, all the fixins, and uh, okay. see what happens. And full attack. Here we go. 26. That hits. Okay, that hits for 17, and then 21. Uh, you down the harpy after your first hit. Yes! Nice. Oh, wait, so after my there first hit, I still have, like, a move action, right? Yeah. Or I still have some sort of action? Correct. You still have a move action. I'm gonna make my way to where I think they're going. All right. So north, in this case. Now we move on to Scram. That harpy's pretty much kind of taken out for the next like three or four rounds correct yeah she's like clutching her eyes like ah i can't see scram will move just uh actually you know what screw it he'll come out of the fog and he will use the pearl of power okay what spell are you re-preparing uh lightning bolt all right 
good turn. Harpy's turn. Red is going to bleed. Oh, six. And blue is going to bleed. Oh, one. And Sandera's turn. She is going to double move up the mountain and almost catch up with the group. Cheryl. I'm going to... Oof, that's a lot of squares, huh? It looks like I have to double... boost it. Yeah, super boost. Free action, tramp stamp, super boost. Let's go. How far can I get? So you're... Burst of speed increases your move speed by 10 feet, right? Yes. So a double move can take you thir- or 60 feet. So you could charge green. Oh, I'm charging green, baby. <laughs> uh, actually, no, because out, out of the mist, they'd be like at least 10 feet off the ground. Oh, but I just said so, I was. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But you're not. Okay, I'm not. But I get there. And while they are out of your reach, you are not out of their reach while 10 feet off the ground. So green is going to full attack on you. Mm-hmm. 14 to hit. Nope. 9 to hit. Nope. 16 to hit. Nope. And 13 to hit. God damn. That's me dodging them. Uh, so oh, Dara... That's funny, because I didn't see you dodging them. I just saw you taking them all in the belly. <laughs> boing, <laughs> boing. <laughs> okay uh Sandera's turn she's gonna cast command on devoth she's going to command devoth to f- drop prone so devoth needs to make a will save which i'm sure he will pass 22 yeah you pass sure the one i want to fail right <laughs> she says devoth drop on the ground you fool devoth continues to lumber forward stupidly uh cheryl right so here i am uh i'm gonna blast this harpy i guess you can't reach her oh because she's 10 feet up and i only have a five foot reach yeah oh sorry um so after cheryl's last turn the group uh went another 30 feet and we'll say that they're effectively in the cave and that the cave starts over here what wait cheryl booked it up there at 60 60 feet you skipped my turn just doesn't want you to do anything. To yeah, like, <laughs> like. All right, sorry. Yeah, all right. Scram, it's your turn. Rod uh, of wonder. And it's gonna be my turn after Cheryl, right? Yes, it's gonna be okay. my turn after Cheryl. Just making sure. Are all right. Gonna, are you gonna move it all before using this rod or whatever you're about to do? I'm actually gonna use the rod. Yeah, I'm gonna move. Well, they didn't move there thirty feet yet, so I will move forward another thirty, and I will. Use my rod. Okay. Oh, this one's fun. Okay, so, Scram, you use the rod targeting green, and you begin to shrink. And before you know it, you have shrunk two size categories. <laughs> two size categories? Tiny-sized. Yes. He is Isn't tiny, the size like, pocket-sized? Oh, house cat, cat size. Pocket-sized Scram, yeah. The f- what's really f- uh zany about this is uh first i rolled a i think it was a 12 yeah which is deludes the wielder for one round into believing the rod functions as indicated by a second die roll and then i got the shrink by two size categories so if cheryl were to look back at scram uh he would see normal size scram Scram, you just believe that you are now the size of a house cat for one round. <laughs> what? That's even more outrageous. So, 
<laughs> Cheryl looks back like, where is Scram? And he sees Scram like just losing his shit going, oh my God. <laughs> what did I do? I took it too far. <laughs> All right. And uh, so, yeah, now, Cheryl, it is, it is your turn again. So how do I reach this fucking guy? Can I jump? Can't. You can't. They can't do a five foot jump and like Air Jordan them. Making <laughs> well, make an acrobatics check to jump, but since it's a <laughs> acrobatics, no, his no, specialty. No, 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 I, th- no, no, I don't no, think don't he, do that. Don't do even that. if he net twenties, I think he can only jump like three feet up. So since in this instance, I would say acrobatics is a strength based skill, not a dex based skill. So if you wanted Cheryl, you could roll acrobatics to jump straight up. Use your strength modifier instead of your dex modifier. And if you jump at least five feet, you can get one attack on that uh, harpy. Well, what does it take? A DC yeah. 28. DC 28 <laughs> to jump five feet. Oh, uh, so I, I don't think that's in the cards. Yeah, I can't do it. Dang. Uh, you could instead uh, pursue the rest of the group, which has uh, walked into this cave. Uh, some mysterious cave. I will look up at the harpies and and think about that all my might i might be able to hit them and then remember that uh i'm a barrel and barrel over to these other guys all right so you enter the mouth of the cave and you can hear a second set of singing now the singing that you've been hearing this whole time is like very clearly from some monstrous creature Uh uh-huh made all the more disturbing that it is supposed to sound like enticing to uh, Devoth, Leon, and Ivan. The second voice you can hear uh, sounds like it's from like a normal person, and he's singing some sailor shanty. And I'm going to make a roll for that. Okay, so Ivan, Devoth, and Leon, you guys are given a new saving throw versus the harpy song and that saving throw i've already made for you because it is off of a bard's counter song ability the the saving throw passes and you guys snap out of it Uh, what so among other captives chained to the wall in this cave devoth ivan and leon can see this dark-skinned man who is singing a sailing shanty. He began singing as soon as you came in, and his lyrical voice uh, snaps you out of it, and the harpy song no longer affects you. And so just imagine, like, this here is like the cave wall, and there's just all sorts of prisoners lined up right here. And there are two harpies uh, standing where they are, and they are currently singing their harpy song, which was luring you into the cave but you now have free agency we're going to go to the top of initiative and it is ivan's turn are these two in front of us flying they are not are they looking at us oh yeah and we were heading straight towards them yes all right let's charge the silver one okay um i have a free action wild shape into a frog to a kitty oh and we'll Fight claw claw. First one's a thirty-three to hit. First one hits. Twenty-eight damage, and I'll pick lightning as my energy damage. Okay. For six lightning damage, and 
I'm going to try and make a grapple check so this guy doesn't fly away. Okay. A 20. A 20 is not enough. All right. Then we'll do the claws. Okay. First one's a natural 20 to hit. It's oh. 21 to confirm. That confirms. Yes. It's going to be, well, actually, crit card. Let's Matt. see. Uh, and this is your claw. Double damage. So your, your nice green number there. And you may automatically grapple the target. Oh, oh, nice. That's 46 damage, and I grapple him. Okay. Uh, As is tradition, you grapple the corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm going to pivot in with my last attack. It's uh, 28 to hit the gold one. That hits. For 20 damage. Okay. 30 to grapple, and I need to do some lightning. Mm Mm-hmm. One lightning damage and a 30 to grapple. That grapples. Jeez. I'm <laughs> grappling someone, damn it. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that brings us to Devoth. All right. Devoth is just going to charge. All right. So Devoth is going to charge. He is power attacking. 31 to hit. That hits. For 33 damage. Wow. Yeah. You kill it. Yeah. Nice. Wow, this is going so much smoother than it was uh, <laughs> just a couple of rounds ago. I uh, think the turning point was the Rod of Wonder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Rod made all the difference. It is now Scram's turn. Uh, how fast can Scram run? Yeah, I mean, you can move 30 feet. Uh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if my tiny size... Uh... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you're not actually tiny. Okay. You only think you are. So at the end of your turn, you'll realize you're not actually tiny oh okay uh so then i'm gonna move and am i like in a straight line uh oh never mind uh i'm just gonna i'm gonna cast lightning bolt on the green dude okay you could have kept using the rod <laughs> i don't know if i want to continue using that like <laughs> use I, the rod all right i'll tell you what i'll I'll use the rod on the blue guy i don't want i don't want to all right here we go rod time Rod, grass grows in a in one. <laughs> in a, wait, there's more. <laughs> wait, it doesn't get much better. Grass grows in a 160 square foot area before the rod. Now I'm done. Oh my God. Wait, how big was that area? 160 square foot area. Is that like so a you huge guys, area? It's a pretty big area. Like you guys are like climbing up this like rocky mountain. And Scram's like, rot like you like you move thirty feet, you're like, holy shit, I ran really fast for being tiny. Oh wait a minute, I'm not tiny. Time for a rod. Boom. Grass. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like around the rod or where he was aiming, like a line. Before him in a one hundred and sixty square foot area. So like Oh, hundred and sixty, so that's what, forty by forty? Yeah. That's not that big. That's not that big. I, I heard hundred and sixty and was like, wait a second. Eight by eight, eight squares? I mean, it's pretty big, but I, I was thinking it was, like, you know, massive. Right. Uh, all right. So it is now the Harpy's turn. They're going to charge at Cheryl. Oh, perfect. They're going to remain 10 feet off the ground. They're going to take some bleed. Oh, yeah. I forgot to. And moving, and moving Cindera. Yeah. All right. So Cindera takes, ooh, six. And then blue takes three. But that just barely kills blue sweet so nice. blue is going to bleed to death uh 
<laughs> like, uh, like mid charge going towards Cheryl, it just like spits out a bunch of blood and then just face plants in the grass. I'm gonna assume <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now green, seventeen, nineteen to hit. Uh, nope. Yeah, uh, red harpy is still blind and bleeding. So it's now Leon's turn. Do I know what these things are? <laughs> uh, give me a knowledge arcana or uh, local. 42. Holy shit. Which which check was that? Ar- arcana. You have heard of the goddess Lemashtu, uh, goddess of monsters and insanity. And you know that occasionally she will see fit to bless her worshippers although some later come to see it as a curse with monstrous deformities and that curse will follow the worshippers bloodline this looks like a case of that you think that maybe there is a cyclops uh that probably lived in sumitha a, a long time ago probably for whatever reason the cyclops was praying to lamash too and lamash you said now you're harpies from and from there, uh, all of that Cyclopes's children uh, look like this. Hmm. It is still your turn. Uh, do I get to know anything about them? Sure, you can ask two questions. Okay, how does the song work? Having experienced it firsthand, uh, you recognize it as functioning pretty similar to the captivating song of a harpy. Uh, it's got a three hundred foot range. Uh, any creatures uh, within the range. Uh, need to make a will save or be captivated. Captivated creatures move towards the singer in the most direct means available. If the path leads the creature through a dangerous environment, they receive a new save to end the effect before moving into peril. Uh, Captivated creatures can take no actions other than defending themselves. Once within five feet of the harpy, the creature simply stands there, offering no resistance to the harpy. The effect continues for as long as they sing and for one round after. So, it's a pretty significant effect. That's how it works. Okay. I don't really have a second question right off the top of my head. That was the only thing I really cared about. Okay. All right. I am going to channel... Wait, there's... is anybody around me even hurt? <laughs> I'm hurt. Uh, Cheryl's hurt, but I don't think anybody else is. <laughs> I'm just going to walk up to Cheryl and heal him then. Cure serious wounds. Oh, nice. You heal. 28. 28? I think that's a full heal. Where's my character sheet? Oh, baby. Thank you, sir. Remember, you get up to my level above your full HP. So if, if that healed you above your yeah, max, you get that as temporary HP. Megatite, thank you, sir. I feel completely refreshed. Get back and... in the game, you little butt pat. <laughs> thank you. All right, it's Sandera's turn, and she's going to bleed for four more hit points, and then she's going to heal herself. She's like, oh, I can't take it! And she placed her hand uh, like on her collarbone she like takes a deep breath and the blood stops pouring out of her skin uh, and she will continue to move towards you guys uh, i think i skipped around of her moving so she's we'll see she's like now like in the cave with you guys awesome and she looks around and uh she sees all the people tied up but otherwise unharmed she goes oh thank goodness she sees uh the bard who is still singing and she like gives him a nod and he nods back and it is now Cheryl's turn. So the harpies are luring 
these dudes, our team here, into this cave. And then one of the mm-hmm. prisoners just has like an anti song song. Yeah. That's sweet. Why didn't he use that uh before everyone got all locked up and jailed? Well, if he was one of the people who failed his will save, then he wouldn't have done that. Right. He wouldn't have like by the time oh, he was able to yeah. do his counter song, it was too late because he was already tied up. Yeah. I see. But what a and bro. He... That's awesome. I love yeah. this guy. And he wouldn't have used it until you guys entered the cave because the two singing harpies would probably would have just killed him. Also, this might be the first time in my entire experience of playing that counter D&D song has ever worked. That counter song <laughs> has ever been useful. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, how does counter song work again? I never fucking needed to use it. So, um, it's just this green dude left, gr- yeah? You would see the red harpy is still like way back where you guys started, but in the air, and she's still kind of like clutching at her face because she can't see because of the rod of wonder. Oh right, because of the amazing rod of wonder. Where is the rod of wonder? In Scram's hand. I made some grass, guys. <laughs> okay, so he's playing soccer down there. So this thing's floating, right? This is the one I can't hit. Yeah. All right, time to really take out the light crossbow and. Do it dirty. Ooh, nice. Light crossbow. Here we go. Oh, 26. That hits. I rolled a 19. This close. This close. Nine piercing. Okay. And I just reload, right? I only get the one attack. I don't think you can even reload because the move action to draw the crossbow, standard action. Oh, fire. yeah. And yeah, yeah, be, yeah. What, is it a he- light or heavy crossbow? Light crossbow. Yeah, so it's another move action to reload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that uh, feels good. I can't believe I hit it. I look down at it like, oh, my God. <laughs> am, I, <laughs> am I a ranger now? That's the, that is the first bit of damage that that harpy has taken all combat. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you rolled a 19 on that first attack. That's crit threat for a crossbow. No, it's not. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> How do I roll to confirm? I just rolled the attack again. Oh, 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's and we're back. Yeah, it was too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that brings us back to Ivan. Uh, the guy that was counter singing, how was he yeah. chained to the wall with like actual chains, rope? Yeah, he's with ropes. All right, uh, I'm gonna move over to him and cut him free. He stops singing when you approach, and initially, like winces and like gets ready to be eaten by this giant tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just cut his bonds free. He's like, "Oh, well, thank you, uh, kitty cat." I give him a low rumbling roar. Ooh. Like a purr? Uh, yeah, more like a purr. <laughs> he will respond by switching his performance to inspiring courage. Oh. And he will say, the harpies are scattered. Now is your chance. <clears throat> now it is Devoth's turn. Okay. Uh, Devoth's going to rage. Okay. He's going to throw a javelin at this harpy. Okay. Sick. Inspire courage is plus two, by the way. All right, and I am uh, power attacking with Reckless Abandon. I don't think you can power attack with throwing a javelin. It'd be precise shot. If you're throwing it, you can use power attack on it. I think it has to be a melee attack, though. I thought I saw something where you could do that with a throwing weapon, but no matter. If you've got a dex of 13 or higher, you can precise shot. It's the exact same thing. Oh, you mean deadly aim? Yeah, sorry, deadly aim. Okay, then yeah, I will deadly aim. So yes, I am deadly aiming. That is an 18 to hit. That hits. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> min roll for 15 damage wow she gets smacked with a javelin no one saw it coming now it is your turn scram 
Yes, Rod, Rod, Rod. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to intrude. Jeez. Here we go. Are you going to move closer Yeah, I'm first? definitely moving up another 30 feet. Okay. All right, I'm just going to read it to you guys. I, I feel like there's really nothing to do with it, as amazing as it is, just because of where you guys are. Any non-living object of up to 1,000 pounds of mass and up to 30 cubic feet in size turns ethereal. So the cave. <laughs> yeah, but so it's not... So just like a nearby boulder just yeah. disappears. The cave's not separate from the rest of the earth, so it's not really eligible. If only there was a table nearby. <laughs> <laughs> the grass patch. <laughs> I was just thinking that, actually. <laughs> One single blade of grass <laughs> becomes ethereal. <laughs> it's now ghost grass. Now it's the harpy's turn, and she's guy on the ropes. She's going to full attack on Cheryl. Natural one. Ha! 26 to confirm. Oh, that doesn't confirm. What? 23 to hit. 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Nope. Uh, Leon. I'm going to cast Bone Shaker on this harpy. I'm going to shake her bones. So it's a 4 to 2 DC 18. Uh, I think you have to do a spell resistance roll first, Andrew. Uh-huh. That is true. How do I go about doing that? Roll uh, a d20 and add your caster level. 27. Yeah, you overcome the spell resistance. So right. she's got to make a fortitude save? Yeah. Okay, eight. Okay, she <laughs> fails, so she takes 21 bone-wiggling pain. Ooh, youch. Uh, and I can move her five feet. Ooh, you can uh, move her I... five feet down. I do that. Okay. Wiggle her bones down. She just... <laughs> yep. moved five feet down. Uh, Sandera's turn. She is going to, she's going to hit herself with another heal, and she's going to move over and start, uh, freeing the other prisoners. Uh, Cheryl. You can reach her now. (laughs) And reach her, I will. However. here we go. Last turn you had your crossbow out, which means you needed to put the book away somehow. God dang it. So, I think you're going to need to take a move action to retrieve your book. And then you can standard action hit her. This book causes me more problems. All right. <laughs> I have spoken. I, I look at the crossbow, put it away, take out the book, and I swing with all of my might. Mm-hmm. Like a power attack. Power. Yeah, power attack. <laughs> 28. That hits. That hits for 18 damage. You kill the harpy. Nice. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's one harpy remaining. She's like way down the field, and she's probably just going to fly away. Okay, Devoth. Yeah, unless I have no way of getting to her. So. Scram. Uh, we have one to tell the story. Rod of Wonder. <laughs> sure, Dude, Rod of Wonder. Right, one more time. You have that lightning bolt ready. You're going to take it too far. I'll move 30 feet closer, too. Just what you want. The wizard by himself <laughs> facing down a cyclops. Oh, that's a real shame. Because I got the single, the unarguably best possible result from the rod, but uh, she's out of range. Oh, uh, what was it? Flesh to stone. Oh, oh, man. What's the range on it? 60 feet. Oh. Yeah, because he's, like, he's laterally out of range, and then she's another 40 feet in the air. Yeah. All right. Uh, Harpy's turn. She turns around, goes to scram and flies away uh all right so combat is over let's get all these people cut free yeah uh, let's tend to their wounds i'll 
Yeah. If, there, if there, any, anybody's wounded, I'll gather them around and hit him with a channel. Yeah, they they're most of the prisoners have definitely been roughed up uh, a bit. They they all seem very grateful, especially Sandera, who turns to you guys and and goes, "Wow, it's just like old times, Devoth. You you getting me out of another sticky situation." I well, uh, I don't know how I would have done that without that guy making noise over there, but uh, I guess it worked out. He kind of gives you a, uh, a, a like a a small bow, like mostly just like with his like his head and upper body, which is exactly what you do with a bow. But <laughs> it, it's it's more of like a like a small motion. He says, "Bernard, at your service." Bernard, I'll remember that. She says, "Yes, we picked up Bernard not too long ago. He's uh, proven a very, uh, very good boatswain so far." I'd say he's earned his place at least with this alone. All right, uh, so without too much difficulty, you guys would find some stuff stashed Ooh. in the back of this cave. Let's do some detect magic. Pew, 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 pew. It's great to be back. Only one item is magical. You guys would recognize it as a plus one adamantine greatsword. Nice. Ooh. Other objects, you find a large platinum holy symbol of Lemashtu, that deity that uh, Leon mm. thought about. Regarding these anybody, uh, harpies. Uh, anybody care if I keep this? <laughs> its size, material, craftsmanship, and age all add up, and certain collectors would pay upwards of 1,200 gold for it. Oh, never mind. You can sell this. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it back in the pile. <laughs> and finally, there's a large collection of weapons and shields, a total of two points of plunder worth. Whoa. Nice. nice. All right, so what do you guys do now? <sighs> now we're going back to the fort. Can I sleep? And, yeah, and going to bed. <laughs> if, if anyone can stop Scram from spamming his rod of wonder, I'm sure he hasn't yeah, stopped yet. I keep on going. Is he still buffing it? Oh, yeah. I take that from him. <laughs> no. I have it. Now it's mine. We'll fight for it. The precious. <laughs> precious. All right. So you guys head back down to the fort. But in all seriousness, who is keeping the rod of wonder? Uh, Tom can keep it. I mean, we could also just sell it because yeah. it seems a bit too random to be it like sucks. reliably it. useful. <laughs> it sucks. Like, it's sell a really, it. it's a really cool item, but it's not reliable. Now I just point at the giant pile of grass and go, "Yo, let's just sell this." <laughs> <laughs> how much would it? How much would it sell for? Uh, I want to say like five thousand, six thousand. Yeah, yeah, dog. Really don't. Want <laughs> Is it possible to? It doesn't have charges, right? Like, how did no. that work again? You just keep using it. It's yeah, you just keep use, using it. But, and you can use it as many times as you want. Scrim's going to hold on to it until it's sold. All right, so you guys go back down to the fort. And, and you sleep. And you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet spells are back. Hell yeah. Okay, so it is the next day. Did anybody have any... I feel like somebody needed Sandera to prepare something for them. Yep. Oh, uh, I need, Leon uh, is diseased and Scram is poisoned. Yeah. Uh, Leon, did you have another delay poison for Scram, or were you out of that level of spell? I have it. Oh, okay. So Leon would have cast one yeah, more delay I can poison, delay on poison Scram his, before uh, going to bed. Scram. Yeah. What poisoned Scram? Uh, the what face didn't poison Scram? <laughs> I mean recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did it recently? <laughs> <laughs> it was the face fighters in the uh, Bikendi fight. Okay, so we'll start with that. So remove poison. She's a fourth level spell. Holy crap. Okay, she can cast one fourth level spell per day. 
So let me just see what remove diseases. I think it's a third level spell. Or else you guys are going to have to choose. It is a third level spell. But before she can cast it, Leon, you're going to have to give me another fortitude save versus that disease. Mm. Yep. Here we go. Bang. Natural one. Get a six. Taste it. Mm. Passed. All right. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing Uh, bad happens today. All right. So you're going to take some more ability damage. Are you planning on just healing that with a restoration spell? Okay. I won't even bother rolling then. There's another hundred gold in the in the bucket. All right, so neutralize poison. (laughs) One d twenty plus caster level versus the DC of the poison. Uh, So she needs an eleven or higher on the d twenty five. Oh, so Scram is not healed of the poison. She goes, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, It was my first time ever trying to do that. Uh, I can give it another shot tomorrow if you want, but I'm spent for the day. She then turns to. to Leon. Same deal. Uh, cash level check versus the DC of the disease. Scram's gonna die from this poison like a month after initially getting it. <laughs> well, hold on. The, uh, what's the face? Is that this con damage? Uh, yes. 1d2 yeah. constitution damage. Yeah, I mean, so Scr- I we could only... just let Scram ride it out now that he's not like badly and, injured. And then have Leon uh, restoration all the constitution damage away. Yeah. That would be simpler, and then we don't have to remember and keep dealing with this all the time. That's true. But anyway, so the Goldaco Seaside Rot Disease, DC 21. She's got a 14 or higher on the D20. Is there anything I can do to help her? <laughs> I can't I change her caster level, can I? God damn it. Don't think so, no. But since it's a third level spell, she went ahead and uh, prepared it twice. That's a natural 8. She goes, oh, sorry, sorry. Natural 15. Hell yeah. yeah. So you are freed of the seaside rot disease. I get up and give her a high five. She returns it enthusiastically. Nice. And you both point. Then you both point and laugh. I was gonna say, poor scram. Yeah, we both just turn around. (laughs) Fails on scram, and then there's jubilation over fixing Leon. I mean, I pretty much take the con, and then I sleep it off. Like, so are are what are you? What is the plan with scram and the poison? Let him die. I mean, <laughs> the way how I see it, like, it's just more or less like I'm waiting for Sendera to roll pretty much good. And then. Okay. As I mean, a, and that is, that's dependent on Leon continuing to cast delay poison on you. So I guess the question is, is Leon going to continue spending three delay poisons per day on Scram? No, I don't want to do that, really. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's probably, you guys. Leon casts, would have had to cast that on Scram before you guys went to sleep. So there's about two hours left on it. If you guys want to, you can just wait for that two, hour, uh, two hours to pass, and Scram can just fight through the poison from there, and then you can just restoration any ability damage he might receive. Does Leon tell us that he's going to let it lapse, or are we just like going about our business in two hours, Scram's like on the ball in pain? I don't know. Oh, I assume some version of this is being discussed in character. Yeah. All right. So I'm mean, I'm not I'm not getting a conclusive. This is the plan, <laughs> and I'm kind of waiting. It's for that. It's not my decision to make. Somebody needs to. Somebody who would. It, it's really Scram's call because he's the poisoned one. I mean, well, it, w- what it kind I, of is your decision? Because you're the one that's oh, going to have to keep delaying. Ah, uh, yeah. Good point. I don't want to waste three delay poisons on a day. All right. So you guys have no choice. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Two hours go by, you guys, I don't know. Sorry, buddy, this uh, isn't going to feel too good. 
I was going to take the morning kind of like making plans with Aaron Ivy and yeah, that's seeing true. what needs to be done and starting to send teams out to gather lumber and shit. Yeah. Aaron's like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do about that uh, fortifying wall over there. Talking about the one with like the giant hole in it. Uh, I like I grab Scram <laughs> and like slam him on the back. That's what we got this guy for. Uh, <laughs> Scram's like not feeling too good right now. So he's uh, like definitely <laughs> like he's definitely uh he's definitely playing the soccer like thing going like he's flopping. Yeah, you know that's exactly what it is. Like he's over exaggerated. Like I am not trusting uh, Leon at this point. But so then Aaron's like, well, over th- over there, we like those buildings held up pretty good. Uh, but, you know, we got to we got to touch with the foundation over there before that building falls down. And he just kind of gives you a, a quick rundown of like a like a triage, like what like most pressing uh, repairs that need to be done first. Yeah. So I just tell them to gather a team and head uh, head south to that forest to start gathering lumber. I got All right. So two hours passes. And Scram, why don't you uh, give me some fortitude saves? I will. Uh, that's a nine, uh, twenty-one. Okay. And a twelve. Okay, give me one more. Uh, eight, two, four, six con damage. Oh, four ouch! I don't really remember how many rounds had passed before the initial delay poison was cast. I think it had been at least two. Yeah, so we're going to go for two more fortitude saves. Oh, my. At a minus three penalty each. Uh, you bet to go uh, unconscious here, bud. If it's, like, increasing, I'll be like, Devoth, like, I need something. If he's not willing to help out here, like, w- I'm I'm going down. I mean, the most you can take is, like, four more. Oh. Which will not kill you. But do I know that? Probably not. So you're going to yeah, be a like, dramatic little bitch. Yeah, that's it. exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, I'm definitely going to be like, I... Oh, 23. That's after a minus six or a minus three. Sorry. Oh, fuck. It goes down. Shit. That gets far worse. Yeah. So Uh, after minus three, that'd still just be 20. So that passes. Yeah. All right. Last one. 21. Okay. So you make your two consecutive saves to fight off the poison at the point where it would have ended anyway. <laughs> nice. As he's going, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> dying. Oh, I'm like point, points a gnarled hand at Leon like he's letting me die. Oh, <laughs> now feel, that you're done crying, like come over here. I got I got another spell for you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to spend 3 rounds and cast restoration on him. Cha-ching, another hundred gold yep, in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pissing away my cash money. <laughs> I'll actually, I'll, I'll throw that hundred in there. No, it's my job. I wave away your funds. I got this, <laughs> please. Uh, so it. You'll need like... that to pay for the ambulance later. <laughs> <laughs> so it restores all points permanently drained from a single ability score. Yeah, but those aren't. That's not ability drain. That's ability damage. Yeah, uh, which is even easier to. Remove. Yeah, restoration just removes all ability damage, period. Oh. And okay, then boop. lesser restoration removes some ability damage. Restoration removes all damage. Yeah. And then gotcha. all yeah. and then all drained from a single ability score. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you're good to go. Alright, so what do you what is the plan for the day? Scrim's fixing shit. He's got a bunch of uh, make holes and uh mending and other things that he has uh prepped. I'm intrigued by the uh sunken ship. Me too, but why don't we like just take this day as like a day we'll off? A That's day what I was gonna to, say. A day to rest. Yesterday was kind of a big day. 
Like, we cleared the fort, we cleared Samitha, we cleared the watchtower, and we rescued those people from those red harpy cyclops. Yeah, yeah the people that we rescued, were those all Sandera's crew, or were there other people? They were all Sandera's crew. So, yeah, let's, uh, I say we take take this day to, like, let's scram, do some work, see what needs to be done around the fort. Maybe Leon <laughs> can start, if Leon and Scram want to start, like, tinkering with the teleporter or whatever. Mm, yep. What if we all take yeah, the day too. off and have Scram fix stuff? <laughs> I mean, scram fixing stuff takes like he burned through all of his spells in the span of like an hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> that are fixing stuff. <laughs> so I was thinking I'd have a lemonade and watch watch the boy work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a nice <laughs> mid afternoon flight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, catch, do catch some thermal winds. Do a loop around the island. Maybe yeah. scout out the place. Nice. Are those nice. things still flying around? Ivan, when you do that flight around the island, are you going anywhere near where you saw those like big dinosaur-looking flying creatures? Well, when it comes in the eyesight, do I see them circling around? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're not like just—they're not just like doing like a a straight circle, like NPCs on patrol or anything. But but you see stuff flying around that mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's you see my, activity. It's my day off. I'd stay at a safe distance. Oh, this come is on. a leisurely flight. <laughs> All right, so. You guys are just kind of collecting yourselves, taking a day off. It's it's nice. Got you guys it. haven't really, Where's really especially. All he ever wanted right? was a day off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have nothing to do but like just kind of like screw around. Like maybe like a few times a day, Devoth might be like, "Hey, you got to move all that. Like move move those stones over there. I got to clear out this area." But we did I imagine a good amount of it too would be like just catching up with Sandora, swapping sto- <laughs> with Sandera, swapping stories about you know stuff that's been going on in no. the weeks that we haven't seen each other. Oh, Sandora's probably got some good stories, <laughs> so you don't want to leave her out of the loop. I'm gonna grab Cheryl and we're gonna form up some uh, shirtless volleyball on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll play with the boys. <laughs> nice. All right, so Scram, are you using your fabrication spell for anything specific? Or are you just kind of like gonna follow Aaron's lead, and when he's like, "This needs some big repairs," like we got this and this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, whenever I'm assuming, like Aaron's kind of like uh, takes me along with like a group of people. He points at certain things, like, "Oh, this is just gonna take days of work." And I'm gonna be like, yeah. "Nope, Poof. not for me." <laughs> you could probably get away with that once, but for the most part, you guys are gonna need to wait for like materials to be brought over to the island or over to the fort and then scram can use fabricate like you could probably get away with casting it once like just finding like debris around like okay like here's some wood here's some wood like now we like we have enough like spare lumber to like fix this to make wall a beam in this. or something yeah. yeah oh scram was super curious about what was inside the that one oh, building B8? yeah the one that was about to collapse yeah all right I want to do go, that one first. Let's go to B8. All right. So, yeah, it's categorized as a trap, but it's just from collapsed timbers that would give way if anyone walked across them. So after you have kind of cleared that hazard away, either by using Fabricate or just manually clearing it, you would find a iron chest in the cellar. Uh, inside the, the chest are two elixirs of fire breath, a potion of heroism, an intact spyglass... A bottle of fine wine worth 10 gold, and then 264 gold pieces, 399 silver pieces, 
and 517 copper pieces. Anybody doing anything else for the day? Actually, Scram has one last thing. You would, uh, he's gonna actually scry on his mom. Alright, so Scram would, uh, get out that, that fancy mirror that he bought for scrying. Are you kind of just, like, doing this on your own, or you, like, just, like, in the middle of the fork going, like, oh, time to, time to cast scrying? Uh, no, I would probably be back at the ship, uh, you know, I have, uh, my mom's, uh, pendant, or the necklace. Right, right, right. Okay, uh, so she's gotta make a will save. What is the DC? 18. You know the subject well, so that's another 5. And you have a possession, so that's another 4. So So it's a DC 28 will save. That doesn't pass. Uh, so you cast Scrying, and you see your mother in the same room as last time. With uh, black porous walls surrounding her within a very basic room. With only a cot, uh, desk, and chair. Light is shed from a single lantern. She is sitting at the desk, scribbling away on some parchment. That's pretty much all you can see from your vantage point. But you can move the sensor around a little bit. I will do so. Okay. Uh, What languages do you speak? Elven, Common, Giant, Dorvin, and Aquan. Okay. You don't recognize the language that... She is penning on this paper, but she continues scribbling. Uh, after several minutes of writing, she puts down her pen, leans back, and rolls her neck while massaging her wrist. Uh, based on the length of the, of the writing she's been doing and the stack of papers around her, uh, she's likely been writing for a very long time. Uh, while she works out her stiff joints, her eyes almost line up with yours for a brief moment, and she freezes. And for almost a full minute, she barely moves and seems to be looking right at you, suspicion narrowing her eyes. Then, suddenly, her eyes are thrown wide open in clarity. You're not sure what expression you're seeing on her face. Shock, fear, joy, or sadness. What you can be sure of, though, is the silent word she mouths. Scram. Suddenly, the door opens, and you only just realize there was a door to the room at all. It blended in with the rest of the strange material of the walls. A young man, perhaps 20 years old, appears from the other side. When he sees your mother, he seems to flinch and lowers his gaze. Um, I'm supposed to collect your recruitment assessment. Your mother turns to the young man and shouts, Get out! The young man nearly falls over in his haste to obey, slamming the door closed as he leaves. Eva's head remains trained on the wall where the door had been, and you get the feeling she's deliberately not looking at you. After a minute or so passes, she straightens back around her chair, eyes pointedly directed down at her papers, though not really looking at them. She doesn't do anything for several minutes, and you get the feeling she's thinking. Finally, she speaks, still not looking anywhere but her desk. I hope you'll be able to forgive me. I promise everything I did was for you and Chase. (laughs) That probably doesn't make any sense. If you ever find me, hopefully... I can show you. For just a moment, her lip trembles. Then she takes a deep breath and turns to you, a sad smile on her face. She says, you'll always be my little skipper. And like an electric shock, those words that you haven't heard in so many years trigger your memory. You remember those black porous walls. You can see them as you run around a small bedroom playing with Chase. You're only about two years old and Chase is five or so. Your mother is laying on the bed, watching you and your brother, a ghost of a smile on her lips. The door opens, and Father Hall walks in, in his human guise. 
Scram, you were too young to know better. But at the sight of Father Hall, your brother stops playing and grows very serious and upset. Instead, you're just confused that the game stops so suddenly. Father Hall smiles warmly at you and Chase and says to your mother, Are you ready to be loved by the church? At these words, Chase begins to cry. Your mother slowly sits up, and from her movements, it's clear she's fighting through some sort of pain. I'll be along in a minute. Tell them to get ready. Father Hall doesn't move at first, as if digesting the fact that he was being told what to do, maybe considering saying something in response. Then, his smile widens, and he closes the door behind him as he leaves. Once you're alone, Chase turns to your mother. Don't go. You get sad when you go. After getting off the bed, Eva kneels down, wincing through the pain, and spreads her arms for her sons to embrace her. You and Chase join your mother, and she closes her arms around you. She kisses Chase on the forehead. My little captain. She turns her head and kisses you on the forehead. My little skipper. One day, a magical ship will take us far away from here. A ship that can sail itself, and we can go anywhere we want in the whole world. Chase looks up at your mother, still sniffling back tears. Can we go to Marco's house? Eva throws her head back in laughter. She laughs for a long time, like it was the first time laughing in her whole life. When she lowers her head, tears are flowing down her cheeks, even as she beams down at her sons with a wide smile. Wherever you want. She then stands up and moves to the door. Keep your brother safe. I'll see you when I get back. And she leaves. And Scram is back in the present, in his cabin, in the mascador, the scrying spell, long expired while he was reliving that time with his family. And we'll see you next week. Oh, dang. Like, see, ya. Uh, see ya. See ya. See ya.